Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Dearest listener, allow me to unveil a delightful secret. Snag Tights Craft Clothing that embraces every body shape. In a bold endeavor to revolutionize the fashion realm, Snag has triumphed. Permit me to draw your attention to the ingenious Chub Rub Shorts, crafted with moisture-wicking yarn, promising to keep you at least one degree cooler and utterly free from the discomfort of chafing. Free shipping on select orders. Thus, the more you snag, the more you save. Do not delay. Dear listener, experience the fashion revolution that is snag and visit snagtights.us today. Welcome to Criminalia, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Criminalia. This season, we're exploring the lives and motivations of some of the most notorious stalkers throughout history. I'm Maria Tremarchi. And I'm Holly Fry. And today, we are talking about Adele Hugo. That's Adele Hugo in the Americanized version, which is what we're going to be using. Right. And that's how you'll be hearing me say it. (laughs) Right. So Adele was born in 1830 in Paris. She was the fifth and the youngest child of the French poet, novelist, and dramatist Victor Hugo and his wife Adèle Fouché. And you'll recognize her father's name from those famous novels that he has written. We all probably had to read one in high school if you grew up in a a U.S. city. So we're talking about things like The Hunchback of Notre Dame and Les Miserables. And her family, as you might suspect, was comfortably affluent. And Adèle, her sister Leopoldine, and her brothers Charles and François Victor 
grew up surrounded by music and the arts and her father's famous friends and their intellectual and literary conversations. She did have another brother, Leopold, who was born in 1823. However, he had died as an infant. And Leopoldine would also die tragically uh, later in her life in a boating accident during her honeymoon. So by all accounts, though, Adele was a bit of a sullen child who spent most of her day at the piano. She grew up to be an accomplished musician, and she was an intelligent and ambitious young woman. She was known for her beauty and her long, dark hair, and she sat for portraits by several well-known Parisian artists. In fact, one of them is possibly, maybe, (laughs) it's still being investigated, attributed to the Impressionist painter Edouard Manet. Since 2004, apparently someone bought the painting and suspected it was her, and they're looking into it, which is kind of cool. Her life, though, becomes a tragic story of mental illness and romantic obsession with a British military officer. So the Hugos, though, did not raise their family in France. Victor Hugo was not only a writer, he was also a statesman and a human rights activist. And he was a fierce opponent of the Second Empire of Napoleon III. And he wrote outspoken pamphlets opposing, among many other things, Napoleon III's seizure of power. So in protest to the anti-parliamentarian constitution of 1851, Hugo took his family and left France. Others would put this a different way and say that he was actually banished. (laughs) Most, I think, that I read in my research suggested it was more banishment. It was a a mutual breakup. (laughs) Yes. I'm leaving. Well, good, you should go. (laughs) We don't want you anyway. (laughs) Um, So first, after they uh, were were not banished, the, the family lived in Belgium. Um, And then they eventually landed on the island of Jersey, which is the largest of the Channel Islands. The Channel Islands are an archipelago in the English Channel, which is off the coast of Normandy. And the family's relocation to the island happened at about the time in Adele's life when she was in her early 20s. So she was very likely expecting her life to be focused on establishing her position in Parisian society. She may have been expecting to marry soon. Um, But none of those things really played out. Instead, the family stayed among the Channel Islands until 1870, but it's on those islands where Adele first met a man named Albert Pinson. And a lot of what we know about Adele can be found in biographies written about her father. So in late 1855, the family arrived at Hauteville House at Guernsey. That's another island in the Channel Islands, again seeking refuge. And it's around this time when Adele also started writing a diary. A coded diary, which I love. I do too. I want to know exactly. I, I didn't. I haven't seen it, and I. I, oh, I gotta look it up. This diary was titled Journal de l'Exil, or Diary of the Exile, and she was 22 years old when she started keeping it. Adele was a prolific writer, and she recorded pretty much everything in her life, from her thoughts about horse racing to love affairs. I got to tell you, reading the horse racing entries were really funny, actually. Like, you wouldn't expect it, but they were funny. She was a funny lady. I believe it. Uh, And she kept this diary throughout the time that she lived on the islands of Jersey and Guernsey. 
Adele and Albert met on the island of Jersey, actually, in June of 1854. And for Adele, who was in her early 20s at the time, the affair began as a summer romance. And she wrote about their meeting in her diary, of course, right? <laughs> now that we know. Um, and we quote her because these diaries are public. He saw me for the first time on a bench on the terrace in Jersey, she said. I was sitting down, reading. I was absorbed in my book, and I didn't see him. But he saw me, and from that day, he loved me. So Albert, who went by Bertie Pinson, was a lieutenant in the British Army. He was an aristocratic man, and he was considerably older than Adele. He, and we actually have a quote describing him, was of average height, rather handsome, and decidedly stylish in appearance. He wore long mustaches and took great pains to appear in most an exquisite mode. So he was fancy. He was fancy. <laughs> Every time I hear the description of him and his long mustaches, are, that's the part that gets me. <laughs> right. Pinson was also, though, described as ill-tempered and ill-mannered and untrustworthy. So he might have looked fancy, but he wasn't apparently very delightful. And he also had a bad reputation of being both a womanizer and a gambler. Yet, Pinson and Adele became close, and he also became close to the Hugo family, reportedly visiting for dinner several times a week. Pinson proposed to Adele, which was probably the biggest surprise in, in research that I, I found. Um, he did actually propose to her, and she refused him, but she would later on regret that refusal. Uh, she would sincerely believe in months after this, that she had taken the alternate path and that she was married to the lieutenant. By September, Pinson left Jersey for England. And upon leaving Adele, Pinson promised her, we quote, with every token of sincerity and honor, that she should join him in England. And in fact, she did, at least a few times. And he also continued to visit with the Hugo family. And this cordial, seemingly mutual adoration or affection went on from about 1854 to 1861. So that's a significant relationship. Exactly. Those are, that's many years. So because her father was in political exile slash banished slash moved away, <laughs> they, the family did move again in 1855. And this time they went from one island to another. They went from Jersey to Guernsey and they stayed there until 1870. So at this point, Adele's feelings for Pinson were, as we said, reciprocated. But circumstances would change. And we're going to take a quick break here. But when we return, we will start talking about how Adele was likely beginning to succumb to mental illness. Hey, everybody, it's Holly. Listen, I've been doing stuff on stage since I was a kid, which means that I have been doing my makeup since I was a kid. And I can turn out a look when I need to, but on my day to day, I really like to keep it a little more relaxed and low key. I don't have time for a full face most of the time. but. That also means that Thrive Cosmetics can have me covered no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm doing something on stage, like I have an appearance or a live show, or I'm just running to the grocery store. Something in their line is perfect. And what I really love and what's important to me is that they are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And to me, cruelty-free is very important in the cosmetics I use. I mentioned that I've been doing my makeup for a long time. I've gotten older <laughs> in that time. And one of the things that I've done to refresh my look is switch over to their Brilliant Eye Brighteners and use something like a rose gold shade 
to really like go all around my eye and then just blend it out and get a daytime smoky look. It makes me look a little more youthful and more refreshed. And it's just easy as pie. And it means that I don't have to mess with a whole ton of products. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash criminalia. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash criminalia for 10% off your first order. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Your home should be your haven, and everyone wants to feel safe at home. If you travel a lot, it's really important that your home is secure when you're gone and that your pets are also safe. Simply Safe is advanced home security that puts you first. Simply Safe sent me a home security package, and I was really blown away by all the cameras and the quality of them. When I travel, I could check in on my cats anytime, day or night, and I sleep better knowing that once our alarm is set at night, I know that I'll be alerted if anyone tries to enter the house. Simply Safe has been named in U.S. News and World Report's best home security systems for five years running. It's also been ranked best customer service in home security by Newsweek. By partnering with Simply Safe, I've finally gotten real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get an exclusive 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/criminalia. That's simplysafe s i m p l i s a f e dot com/criminalia. There's no safe like Simply Safe. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Dearest listener, in a world where fashion oft neglects the true diversity of the human form, Snag emerges as the beacon of inclusivity we so desperately need, renowned for their exquisite tights. Snag has triumphantly expanded its offerings to include garments that embrace everybody. Snag's creations are meticulously designed on a lifelike figures and refined across a spectrum 
spectrum of shapes before gracing our wardrobes. Clothing that not only promises, but delivers true comfort and fit. Particularly of note are the Chub Rub Shorts, ingeniously crafted with a moisture-wicking yarn to ensure you remain at least one degree cooler and entirely free from the dreaded chafing. Perfect for every season. These shorts can be discreetly worn under your clothes, offering a delightful alternative to traditional cycling shorts. Whether you are at the gym, hiking, or simply enjoying a day in a skirt or dress, they are your ideal companion. Remember, dear listener, the more you snag, the more you save, with free shipping on select orders. Don't delay in experiencing the fashion revolution that is snag at snagtights.us. Welcome back to Criminalia. Let's now talk about what happened when Adele followed Lieutenant Pinson to Nova Scotia. So, by 1856, Adele was falling into a depression that continued to deepen. And by this time in her life, it is believed she was very likely showing signs of a mental illness. She seemed to be beginning to lose contact with reality, and she was exhibiting symptoms such as delusions and hallucinations. But her symptoms were mostly overlooked, or at least nothing was done about them. In a letter to Victor written in 1856, Adele's mother expressed her increasing concern over her daughter's mental state. And we can quote her, because this letter is also public, she is forced in upon herself. She thinks a great deal, and her ideas, often erroneous since nothing flows in from the outside to modify them, become like burning lava. Which is sort of a poetic way to describe a depression, I have to say. Like, you are trapped in your own mind. Yes. And her mother saw that much of it, but couldn't really address it. Right. So in 1861, several years later, Pinson's regiment, which was the 16th, moved from where it had been stationed in Ireland to Aldershot, which is a town in southeast England famous for being the home of the British Army. So this meant that geographically, he was actually quite near the Hugo family. And with Pinson so close, Adele told a lie about going to see her mother, who had gone to Paris for temporary stay. And instead, Adele went to see Pinson on the Isle of Wight. And she brought her maid, Rosalie, with her for this. Which Holly and I talked about. There was really no particular reason for Rosalie to go with her, except perhaps they were friends. Uh, Adele had traveled solo prior to this. Right. I mean, who among us hasn't been like, I'm going to go on a road trip and had a friend go, can I come? Exactly. Right. It wasn't like protection or I don't know how to do this or anything like that. I think they were just friendly. In December of that year, Pinson spent Christmas with the Hugo family at Guernsey and Adele urged her father to let her marry the lieutenant. And Victor, though he was agreeable to a marriage between the two, he didn't really think that Pinson had made a commitment to his daughter. And frankly, he was right. Uh, After her initial rejection of the marriage proposal, Pinson never formally courted Adele, and he never asked her parents for permission to marry her. Yeah, so they had actually kind of been just friends for a bit at this point. For like a decade. Uh (laughs) But by the year's end, Pinson's regiment was ordered to Nova Scotia. Adele's obsession, though, did not dim with his absence. And though she had previously turned down his proposal, she began insisting that they were going to get married. And she even ran away from home to join him in Halifax, referring to herself as Mrs. Pinson. 
Adele's family, believing that there was an arrangement between her and Pinson, actually shipped her her clothing in care of a Mr. and Mrs. Saunders. Right. I mean, why why think that she's lying? They've known each other for such a long time. I, I can see why they would. Adele continued to write daily letters to Pinson when she wasn't around him. She tried to meet with him, but Pinson had lost interest in her, and he soon started to ignore her and her romantic advances. But Adele was undaunted. She began disguising herself as a man while pursuing him, which she would do both day and night. And though Pinson insisted he did not want to be with her, Adele continued to follow him around. She would peer through his windows and rent rooms in his vicinity. And she journaled all of her activities and her feelings in her diary. In 1862, when all of this was happening... Adele actually refused a different marriage proposal from another man who was an Italian poet. And we should mention that Pinson was not Adele's first love. Remember, we talked about how she was considered quite beautiful. She had this long, dark hair. There were a lot of people interested in her. And when she was 16, she fell madly in love with a man named Auguste Vacquery, who was 10 years her senior. And that was also her brother-in-law through her sister Leopoldine's marriage. And the two actually planned to marry, although the family agreed to the marriage, but they felt that Adele was too young at that time. So while they were waiting for her to age up over the next four years, she kind of fell out of love with Auguste and they did not marry. She also had many, many crushes, most of whom were men that her parents did not care for, such as French sculptor and painter Jean-Baptiste Clézinger. He has his own story, (laughs) which is that her parents were right about him, by the way. He ended up married to Georges Sand's daughter, And eventually caused a huge rupture between her and her mother. Uh, And just, he's a problematic figure. (laughs) There you go. That's how to describe him. (laughs) So the Hugos were correct in thinking this was not a good person for their daughter to fixate on. Yes. And and you know what? I mean, Victor was pretty right on with Pinson, too, where he's like, I'm not so sure that you're committed. So the Hugos seem to be uh, aware, at least, of what their daughter is uh, interested in and, and likes. So Adele, she received many marriage proposals. But here's what's interesting about her is that she refused them all. It was Pinson or nothing. <laughs> While in Halifax, Pinson, unknown to Adele, became engaged to a woman named Agnes Johnson. And that engagement was called off because Miss Johnson's parents decided that Pinson was not what they wanted in the family. I hear he's (laughs) ill-mannered. Right. He looks fancy, but he's crabby and unpleasant. Yeah. Personality goes a long way. (laughs) Uh, So uh, a few years later, uh, which puts us in 1866 now, Pinson moved with his unit from Nova Scotia to Barbados. Uh, There's a big weather change. (laughs) Adele, still obsessed by him, also traveled to Barbados. And once she arrived, she moved into a room at a Mrs. Chatterton's residence. And she spent her days exploring the streets in search of Pinson. So throughout all of this, she continued to call herself Mrs. Pinson. And that includes when she went to Barbados. She also started to refuse to eat. She was taking very poor care of herself, and her overall physical and mental health continued to decline. 
There was actually a study by the American Journal of Psychiatry that found that over a 10-year period, people living with schizophrenia had measurable cognitive declines in memory, verbal learning, and vocabulary. And Adele, of course, during this time was still not diagnosed. And what started to happen was she was spending her nights pacing in her room, just talking to herself. By the time she had followed Pinsent to Barbados, Adele had spent almost all of her money. Um, regardless, she was still following him and she was still hoping and maybe we should say expecting that the two would marry. And perhaps in some moments believing they already had. Here is the deep tragedy here. What she did not know was that shortly after arriving in Barbados, Pinson actually left Barbados. He soon traveled to England and got married to a woman named Catherine Edith Roxburgh. Yes, this is all while Adele was still in Barbados, roaming the streets, looking for him. Her sad girl. So we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. And when we're back, let's talk about what obsessive love is. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with dust-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. 
Dearest listener, in a world where fashion oft neglects the true diversity of the human form, Snag emerges as the beacon of inclusivity we so desperately need, renowned for their exquisite tights. Snag has triumphantly expanded its offerings to include garments that embrace everybody. Snag's creations are meticulously designed on a lifelike figures and refined across a spectrum of shapes before gracing our wardrobes. Clothing that not only promises, but delivers true comfort and fit, particularly of note other chub rub shorts ingeniously crafted with a moisture wicking yarn to ensure you remain at least one degree cooler and entirely free from the dreaded chafing perfect for every season these shorts can be discreetly worn under your clothes offering a delightful alternative to traditional cycling shorts whether you are at the gym hiking or simply enjoying a day in a skirt or dress they are your ideal companion remember dear listener the more you snag the more you save with free shipping on select Orders. Don't delay in experiencing the fashion revolution that is snag at snagtights.us. Paid by up-level rewards. Paid participation required at your portrayal. Attention all listeners. Are you ready to earn $750? Well, get ready because I'm about to introduce you to Get750.com, the ultimate way to earn. Here's the scoop. Instead of just streaming shows or playing games on your phone for nothing, you have the chance to earn additional cash. That's right. From trying out new subscriptions to playing your favorite mobile games, you can get extra cash in your pocket. Simply sign up at Get750.com and follow the instructions to start earning immediately. So, what are you waiting for? Turn your favorite apps into real cash with Get750.com. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to earn rewards for things you're already doing on your phone. Check out Get750.com today. That's right. Get started right now at Get750.com. Just go to Get750.com or Google Get My 750 cash. Follow the simple instructions and get your $750. That's get750.com. Get750.com. Welcome back to Criminalia. Let's talk about how undiagnosed mental illness was likely fueling Adele's stalker behavior. Right. So, but first, let's be very clear. We're not saying that having a crush on someone means that you have a mental illness. But when there's an obsessive part to it, when it's obsessive love, there are some problematic behaviors that mental health professionals um, will tell you go along with it. And those include making repeated calls or texts or letters, giving unwanted and intense attention toward the object of your affection, and even making unexpected, unannounced visits at their work or home. Um, And that's, those are the examples of when we move into what's considered stalker behavior. And there's no list of criteria that can solidly distinguish what's real love from what's become obsessive love, right? (laughs) If my husband turned around and said, I'm not into you, I would look super stalkery. (laughs) Wouldn't we all? (laughs) I'm very attached to that gent. But we do know that obsessive love is considered delusional jealousy. And both real love and obsessive love have some addictive qualities to them. And there can be a few things going on in what differentiates this being something abnormal and not healthy versus something that, you know, is part of a, a just an intense and, and deeply held relationship. Yes, I'm defending myself. I know I'm obsessed with my husband. You just have a lot of dopamine when you're around him. It's fine. <laughs> 
<laughs> just hitting it so off like a rat in a maze, right? Like, so much dopamine. <laughs> uh, so I don't mean to laugh about this. This is a mental health issue. So I'm going to talk now about a condition called erotomania. And we have talked about this before um, on this show, but we'll we'll do a quick overview because we've talked a lot of things before. So uh, let's just refresh. Um, this is a condition when a person believes that another person loves them. Uh, whether or not that person does or not, they are convinced. Uh, the individual often believes that they're being sent messages from their admirer. And that could be anything from like license plate numbers to wearing a certain color sweater. It's It's very odd and very specific. Erotomania has been considered different things depending on which decade you're in. So in Adele's time in the early 19th century to about the beginning of the 20th century, the mental health condition was believed to be caused by unrequited love. Uh, it wasn't until the early 20th century, though, when it began to be considered a subtype of a delusional disorder. Yeah, it's an interesting thing that the cause and effect there was believed to be someone else not loving you back rather than there being something going on with your brain chemistry that was making you perceive the situation incorrectly. Mm -hmm. So erotomania has two forms, primary and secondary. And the primary form is a condition that exists alone. The onset is sudden and there's no identifiable cause. The second form is diagnosed along with other mental illnesses, including schizophrenia, which Adele likely lived with. And this secondary form often includes symptoms like persecutory delusions, hallucinations, and grandiose ideas. And it has a more gradual onset than the primary form. Though this can turn into stalker behavior, and we have told many of those stories now, this description of erotomania at, at least to us non-medical professionals, it doesn't really feel quite like the right fit for Adele. Right. There is also a condition that is known as obsessive love disorder. And that's when you become obsessed with one person that you think you may be in love with. The distinction here is that with erotomania, you think they love you. This, however, obsessive love disorder was first called, fittingly, Adele syndrome. And it's still not widely recognized as its own mental health condition. It's usually tied to other things, and this is an expression. Right. Um, but there's another thing. There's Adele's undiagnosed mental illness and her symptoms of mental illness. They were likely the fuel for her fire of irrational and obsessive behavior. And we're going to focus on schizophrenia because that's kind of what everyone is assuming was happening with Adele's life. So schizophrenia is a mental illness that can be disabling. It's generally characterized by a variety of things like thought-related and behavior-related symptoms. Um, it could come in the form of delusions, hallucinations, or just a general unusual way of thinking. So by the time she was in Barbados, it had become really quite obvious to those around Adele that she was exhibiting some delusional, if not other odd, behaviors. And though not diagnosed, people who knew her recognized that she was clearly unwell. So as we talk about all of this, you know, we have to acknowledge it is always really, really a tricky proposition to diagnose someone post-mortem when they are not around to be assessed by a mental health professional. But this this association with schizophrenia on the part of Adele is something that modern biographers and historians have pieced together multiple times, like 
all of the evidence indicates something along these lines. Um, there is also a very good likelihood that she inherited it because it is known to run in families. And her father's brother, Eugène, is also said to have lived with it. So those living with this particular mental illness often experience psychosis, which happens when you, you lose your connection with reality. You might not know it, but but people around you will notice this. Delusions are, are false beliefs that aren't based in reality, and most people with schizophrenia will experience these as well. And delusions could manifest in, in a few ways. Um, you might think you have special abilities, or you uh, might believe that you're being harassed by anyone from your neighbor to the CIA. Um, delusions could also lead you to believe that another person is in love with you. And those false beliefs often lead to paranoia. So there are a few different stories of exactly how Adele was extracted from Barbados and brought home to her family. But most historians believe that she was actually accompanied back to Paris by a woman named Mrs. Céline Alvarez-Ba in February of 1872. Ultimately, in the tragic story of Adele, her father committed her to a mental institution when she was home from Barbados. And she lived there from when she was about 41 or 42 years old until her death at 85 years old. Um, and we have an excerpt in a letter from one of his visits. It's not too long. I'm going to quote it. I saw her again in the mental institution. She recognized me. I embraced her. I spoke words of tenderness and hope to her. She was calm and seemed sometimes to be asleep. It was just one year ago today that I left for Bordeaux with Charles, who would not return alive. Today I see Adele again. What sorrow. And Victor Hugo bequeathed his manuscripts, which include a significant part of Adele's exile diary, as well as her signed scores to the National Library of France. It's really easy to forget that she was a prolific writer and musician because her symptoms and her travels around the world really seem to cloud that. And I like that we have various points that we can look at. We can look at her father's manuscripts. We can look at her, <laughs> I suppose it took a little while, but we can look at her coded diary. You know, there's a few places to get things from her. And so Interestingly, um, in looking at Victor Hugo's manuscripts, we know that this episode was, it was a downer. It was a downer for everyone. So to end a bit less somber, I'm going to share a little anecdote about Victor Hugo that, that turned up during our research. <laughs> and uh, so um, Victor knew everyone, and he was known for having large dinner parties, which he would have almost every night of the week. There were at least 20 or 30 people present. And he had uh, really one heck of a party trick that he would pull out. And uh, just brace yourselves for a moment. He would shove an entire orange in his mouth. And then he would fill his cheeks with as many lumps of sugar as would fit. And he would kind of then like churn it all up in there. I can't imagine he could have chewed very well because of that whole orange. Um, and then he would, he would swallow it down with two glasses of kirsch. So let's hope that Holly is not making us all swallow a whole orange in this episode's chasers. But maybe she is. No, doesn't that sound miserable? I hope it's terrible. Small oranges. I know. I keep thinking, I'm like, you know, the little like cuties or mandarins that they sell at right? the store. Right. <laughs> well, and I always think of, you know, when you take too big of a mouthful of something yes. very sugary <laughs> and the sugar goes down the wrong way. Like, that is uh -huh. one of the worst, relatively harmless pains I can imagine. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, there's no whole orange, but I thought it would be fun to do something orange flavored. And so I am calling this cocktail Victor's Party Trick. (laughs) Because you're also creating something that tastes like something else delicious. Yes. And not everyone could fit the whole orange in their mouth. (laughs) And why would you want to? Victor, you fool. Victor. I mean, he was loaded with vitamin C, so that's great. But um, No scurvy. So for the party trick, uh, into a shaker, you will pour two ounces of triple sec. Two ounces of whipped vodka. You'll also see it like as whipped cream vodka. There are a few different brands. One ounce of simple syrup or vanilla syrup, if you have it. And then you're going to shake that with ice, give it a good hard shake, and then pour it into a martini glass and then top it with three ounces of a hard seltzer. If you want a hard seltzer that has a flavor to it, that's fine, like a citrus or even something like a pineapple works here because when you take a sip, it tastes like a creamsicle. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's the party trick. It turns into a yummy dessert. Right. The first version of the party trick, I doubt, tasted like a creamsicle. <laughs> I don't think it did, no. But I like things a little more delicious than that. <laughs> yes. I, the point of yours is to be a drink. The point of his was, look what I can fit in my mouth. Like, <laughs> Right. No one else wanted to do that, but everyone will want to drink yes. this cocktail if they are, in fact... A drinker. This is also one if you wanted to do a uh, like a variation on it. If you're not a drinker, I bet you could do like you know a few ounces of an orange soda and oh, yeah, put that's in a good swap. some vanilla syrup with that, and then like a a not hard seltzer, and you would get something close-ish. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't quite be right. It's one of those things, orange juice is the natural tendency to want to go for when you're recreating it. But usually in my experiments, it's very yummy. I love an orange juice with a vanilla vodka, but it's a little too acidic. Whereas like the orange soda or an orange liqueur is not as acidic usually. You don't have that bite of citrus. So I love that she did a citrus drink this week because I know how you feel about citrus. (laughs) It's not my favorite. It's mine. Oh my God. <laughs> but then it grows on me because I'll turn up something like this. And even the um, 1660s French lemonade that we did <gasps> in season delicious. one mm-hmm. was really quite yummy, but it also had a half pound of sugar. I was going to say, <laughs> that may have been yummy because of the half a bag of sugar that you had to put in. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, at that point, what are you actually tasting? Just yeah. sugar. Thank you. Just put some water on some sugar and just drink it down. So, Victor's party trick, triple sack, whipped vodka, vanilla syrup, and a little hard seltzer, and you're off to the races. Uh, it was so delicious. So uh, we hope that you have enjoyed not only a delicious sip of something delightful, but also spending this time with us. And we hope to see you back next week right here on Criminalia. Criminalia is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, please visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.